Person of Interest Podcast, episode number 24, season 4 recap and season 5 look ahead. You are being watched. An artificial intelligence, a machine protected by government agencies and deadly assassins, is spying on you every hour of every day. We designed this podcast as a means to share information that will aid in discovering and exploiting anything related to bringing down those who will use the machine to harm and exploit others. If you're listening to this podcast, your number has come up and you're part of our team. Doug, I have a confession to make. I know this is not in the script, but I thought I'd get this just out of the way right now. I've missed you so much that on random occasions, I'll play the music just so I can hear your voice during this long, (laughs) long desert of a hiatus that we've been on. Been stalking you. (laughs) That's not true, but now I wish I had thought of that. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the Person of Interest podcast. I'm Daryl, and I think it's really, really uncool that CBS has decided to use Caleb's compression algorithm on this final season of Person of Interest. Oh, we will get to that. Mm. And I'm Doug. You remember us, don't you? I'm kind of hoping you do. It's it's been. It's been almost a year since yeah. we did a uh, the the last uh, episode discussion of Person of Interest. Wow. Yeah. We are so glad that you are listening to us now as we get ready for the Person of Interest Season 5. And uh, it's the final season, they say. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it won't be the final season. Maybe somebody will pick it up. But everybody says, oh, maybe Netflix will pick it up. Maybe Hulu. Maybe... Uh, Everybody says that, you know, it's, I, 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 I don't think so. The odds are not in their favor. <laughs> it's the Hungry Games again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it will be the final season. I mean, there and there is some talk. We'll talk about these things uh, of, of a reboot or uh, of sorts. Michael Emerson even talked about some of that. So that'll be a part of our discussion today. But here today, as I said there in the, in the intro before the music, we are going to talk about season four. It has been a long time. Since we last saw our band of heroes and the machine and Samaritan and Greer. And do you remember who those people are? Uh, so we're going to kind of... <laughs> we might have to do a character recap. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we'll talk about all of that stuff that happened in season four so that we can set you up and set us all up in our minds and remember where we left off. And we'll talk a little bit about season five. We don't know a lot, of course, but there are some things out there on the interwebs. And so we'll be... Talking about that, what the schedule will be, that's a very, very important thing, and therefore what our schedule will be for Mm -hmm. this final season. So lots on the docket for today. But yeah, man, it's great to be back talking about Person of Interest, even if it will be our last rodeo, as Peyton Manning would say. (laughs) And a very quick rodeo, too. I mean, we're going to have to... There are some weeks, folks, that there are going to be three episodes that we have to discuss. That's going to be insane. It is. Absolutely you know, insane. I did the uh, X-Files podcast. We called it We Still Believe. Uh, Chip mm-hmm. Mims came over, and we did that. It was a whole lot of fun. And there was the the first week 
Well, for all of our rewatching, we did two episodes, but we got to watch them whenever we wanted and then talk about them. It wasn't like we watch one one night, one watch one the next night, and then podcast about them. You know, so it was our own schedule. So that was different. But there was one week that when it, when it premiered the new episodes, where we got the season premiere on Sunday night and then episode two the very next night on Monday. And that was a challenge. That was a real challenge to get the podcast ready, to get listener feedback together and all that stuff. We're looking at a whole season of that this time. So strap in, Doug. It's going to be eight (laughs) weeks of full throttle. You know, I'm just going to have to take over the TV. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, folks, but it's Monday night and it's Tuesday night. Sorry. The TV is owned by me. Thank you. Oh, and wait, this week it's also, what, Wednesday night, whatever that, I don't know. It's a mess. It's a mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about well, that? We'll, we'll get to of, dates and we're times. Gonna, we're going to get it. We're going to get to that, right? We're going to, in case you're not aware, yes. in case you're going, what are you guys talking about? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll make all that clear. We'll make all that clear in case you're not already aware of what CBS has, has done to our beloved show for the final season. I tell you though, my, like, when I record stuff on the DVR, my wife likes to uh, wait until we have two or three episodes of something before we watch it. That's why yep. it makes it hard to keep up with the podcasts about that, you know, the blacklist and uh, some other things that we watch. And oh, yeah. so, uh, so we will, so I, I can't keep up with the podcast because I'm always behind, but you get to see two or three or four, not, maybe not four, but two or three in a row. And so you're not. You know, just get a little bit and a little bit of this this story, especially the ones that have a continuing storyline as person of interest is, is going to be uh, a little more of this season. Right. So we will get to see, you know, more of the story unfold. And it's going to be, you know, like, as you said, it's going to be compressed. So we're going to get uh, a lot more of the story. It's not going to be any filler. We're going to be, you know, everything's got to hit on all cylinders all the way through. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. Look, we, we've talked about it several times in the past. I mean, it happens with every single show, regardless of if it's my favorite shows like Fringe and Lost and and Person of Interest or, you know, any other show. There are certain amount of episodes that are central and core to the overall story arc. And then there are those other episodes that still carry a small fraction of the story arc, but by and large are not you know, central mm-hmm. to you could you could skip those if you were binge watching and you needed to get caught up fast. You could skip those episodes, and it wouldn't be that wouldn't big of a deal. Yeah, as far as you might still love those episodes and enjoy those episodes and learn more about the characters in those episodes, but as far as the main story arc, you're not going to miss much, if anything. And you know, I just binged watched all of season four over the last ten days or so. I finished it up and watched the season finale today, and. You know, it was a great season. I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it again. There was definitely some episodes in there, uh, a handful of them, where it was like, you know, we're getting a little teaser at the end of the episode that develops the Samaritan storyline or something like that. But there were quite a few where, you know, if you miss them, it's no big deal. I don't expect that'll be the case now. I and mean, that's kind of nice <laughs> from that point of view. But, mm-hmm. man, at the same time, I'd really love to have a full 22-episode slate. Yeah, so would I a little, little more to, to to talk about. Let them develop some of these um, these stories a little more uh, organically. One of the things that I had said in the in previous seasons is that they don't just fix things in forty five minutes. Um, things take weeks uh, in episode uh, time to uh, to to change or to develop. 
relationships develop over time. It's a little more, like I said, a little more organic, a little more realistic Mm -hmm. when it doesn't happen. Uh, I hated you last week, but you know, we'll kiss and make up and now off we go again with something else. It's a little, yeah, it's a little, uh, a little less uh, believable. And I I liked how they did it in, uh, in person of interest. They won't be able to do it that way this time. No, not, not, probably not. And there was a couple of times last season where that happened, both when Finch decided that we just needed to kind of let Samine go. And mm-hmm. if she's dead, she probably is dead. And we, we are better off if we act like she's dead and move on. And Root couldn't handle that even after the machine specifically told her to stop. Um, and so mm-hmm. she had to go away for a while and it took a few episodes. We did see her, but it was like, no, I'm just here and I'm gone. You know, and that took a while to, to work itself out. And then there was a time when Her- uh, she did what she did to Harold's f- friend from China. And he told her, I'm going to need to not see you for a while. And, and mm-hmm. there was some space there. And those, those do make those relationships more authentic and believable and, you're right. The team's going to have to probably just get along, or those types of story elements and character arcs probably aren't going to just just probably aren't going to have a place in this season. And there will be some uh, strings left untied up. Uh, I hope we'll so. We'll have some stuff like yeah. I well, hope. I mean, I, don't you? Because some of those strings, hmm. you don't want a bunch of them, but you do want some strings that go. Hmm. There's a little. There's a glimmer of light attached to that string that's left open, dangling. Interesting. Yeah, Maybe. I th- th- I think there were going to be some things that they did want to deal with that they won't be able to. And yeah, I, I guess it could be a um, it could be a good thing, you know. And 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 maybe if you leave those there, you can have the hope of a you know chapter, second chapter, or spinoff, or somebody else pick it up, some other network or online, mm-hmm. and that gives them something to work with. You know, if you tied up all the the uh, the plot lines all together neatly and done at the end, then a, a chapter two would a sequel would seem a little uh, a little desperate, a little pushing it a little bit there. It would. I mean, it, it, I mean, you want your story to resolve, but you know, like Fringe, Fringe is still probably my favorite series finale ever. At least the series that I've been thoroughly invested in, and those aren't a whole lot of shows because I don't get thoroughly invested in a lot of TV shows. But they wrapped it up beautifully and still left it open for imagination to take over and for, you know, a spinoff down the road or a continuation of the story in a variety of formats. And that was a spectacular ending. So, yeah, we'll see what they end up doing with this. But we got to talk about how things ended with the end of last season. Let's walk through that all that happened, not all that happened, but the the key things that happened and kind of especially where we where we were at the end of the season. Well, the first thing, I, I was looking at a uh, what CBS had actually uh, put up there, and they've got some great little bullet points as far as kind of what we, how we left ourselves at the end of season four and a little bit of what was going on during it. Mm-hmm. First of all, the big thing was that the machine kind of said, bye-bye. Um, it was fighting for survival, uh, it was hiding out in the national power grid, which I thought was incredibly ingenious. Now, yeah, yeah. if you you did the rewatch, what would have been interesting is kind of like in Fringe, kind of looking to see if you can find the Observer. Uh-huh. If in uh, season four you could see an outside shots, guys up on poles installing those uh, those boxes that ultimately the machine was in. I don't know if you if if, if that was on mm, your mind, but that would have been, that'd be another thing to do. 
Yeah, it wasn't on my mind, and I didn't notice any of that. What what I did notice was that several episodes before the finale, when we got the Harper character in play, she mm-hmm. mentioned that she was getting texts from somebody named Thornhill. And, of course, some of us might have forgotten about Thornhill or put it out of mind as, as if that was a forgotten name. That was the name of the machine gave himself, herself, so that she could create all these companies and distribute herself to who knows where. That's how. That's when we lost the physicality of the machine. And so several episodes before the finale, the name Thornhill was brought up, and then it was salted in from time to time. And I think that was done so that the audience would go, by the time oh, it yeah. became at the, in the finale where we saw Thornhill Utilities and and it became apparent, the audience would go, oh yeah, I'm ready for that because you've been reminding me about Thornhill. So that was really the only <laughs> thing I observed, but I didn't I didn't notice anybody up on utility poles, although now I kind of want to go rewatch and just look for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, eventually Samaritan did figure out that the machine was in the power grid and it started causing blackouts to kind of corner it into a uh, one of the electrical substations in New York City and Finch and Reese and Root and go and track it down and and pack up its core code into a suitcase sized computer just barely enough to to hold its uh basic consciousness if you want to call it that and save it from destruction. Yeah. Now, you know, and at the end, you know, we just out in a hail of bullets there, but that that was uh that was uh that, that that's that's clearly a cliffhanger. That you couldn't have ended the series like that. So they they kind of made sure that they had a reason to say, "Oh, we got to have at least one more. Thank you." That would have been terrible, you know. We 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 talked about it last season because the the renewal came really really late. I don't recall now if it had happened by the time we recorded our finale or not. I I seem to think that it did. I don't think but, it was. I th- I think it I think it just came last week. I don't know. If it seems like that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I want to say that we knew it was renewed, but we didn't know about the 13 at that time. I think the 13 mm. came came later, but uh, that would have been a pretty pretty terrible ending. It's because there's. You talk, you, you know. I said I want some threads, re, you know, left hanging. That would have been like the whole spool. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was brilliant to see the machine uh, in the utility, and it was fun last season as Ro- Root had been going on this um, scavenger hunt. You know, she acquires the briefcase, and we saw her acquire that, and that was fun. The gas mm-hmm. mask and and all that stuff and and then she couldn't figure out how to get it open and uh, she even, picked up the ice too I believe right well, the ice came in the finale episode that's right the bags of ice as did the uh, night vision goggles which were that was an amazing scene watching them mm-hmm. pick up the, the you know trying to get the uh, she she got the job there with Caleb so she'd have access to the compression algorithm I mean all these little pieces. The machine was it was so brilliant, and that, that's the thing that I loved. I think rewatching the finale, the, the, the excuse me, the last season was all season long. We were the machine was crippled. It was it was difficult to communicate, but and so that made us feel. I think like it wasn't there. It was 
it could only peek its its head out of its hole every once in a while. But the reality was it could only communicate every once in a while. It had to be careful with what it chose to communicate. But internally it was there, and it's thinking through all these. You know, we got that great episode, If Then Else, where it iterated mm-hmm. through the different things to try to get them out of there alive, um, the, the securities place that they were in. That was amazing and, you know, dramatic and at points – Comedic. It was yeah, really good. It was a fantastic episode. Well, I think the machine was doing that all season long, or but since since it since it moved itself from the nuclear plant. You know, be, yes. All this thing. It was it was a long play, and it had thought through all these things on how it would need to maneuver itself. This game of chess it's been playing with the machine. Excuse me, with Samaritan. And um, so as we see it all kind of resolve there in the, f- in the final episode, and we see all those pieces come together, and you start to think about what it took to even get it into that position so that it could then, you know, get its team there. I mean, John shows up on the stoop right when uh, Root and Finch are showing up, and the delivery of the uh, laptop computers, the delivery guy was there. I mean, those are just small little pieces that it all took all season, uh, two seasons, for the machine to get where it needed to go. And so it was still there. It still it was still strong. It was still doing its thing. It just really couldn't communicate. But now it's not that way. As you mentioned, it's been put into those hard drives and it's been compressed into this briefcase and it's only a sliver of its DNA that is around. And so that's kind of a big deal. Like our band of brothers is without machine for the first time in this show's existence. Without machine in the sense where it's not helping them. I mean, they still have it in a briefcase, but that's not doing them any good. (laughs) Well, uh, another thing that happened uh, in this, uh, well, at the end of the uh, season four, but we had Elias, who's been around for a while. I love Elias. Yeah. No, great character. A great character. And Dominic, who I believe was just a season four uh, entrance, Although, Although there is a suggestion that he was uh, a student in Finch's class talking about uh, you know the, the value of pi and how every combination of anything is in pi because it, it keeps going on forever and never stops and it's all never repeats. So anyway, yeah. yeah. But those two great characters um, uh, finally got uh, taken down. Uh, th- I thought there was a little bit of we weren't sure about it. But the CBS site seems to think that, uh, or it seems to, you know, maybe let out the bag that uh, they were assassinated by agents of Samaritan. Yeah, you know, as uh, I said, I rewatched that episode today, and that was one of the things I wanted to pay close attention to. Is Elias dead? Because I had already seen this, that scene. I went back and rewatched it several times last season. And then I saw what you wrote here. And you got this from CBS, and CBS says... Both Elias and Dominic were assassinated by agents of Samaritan. You know, and when I rewatched it, I mean, there was still that. I mean, look, Dominic's head got blown off. There was brain matter, so he's dead. Mm-hmm. But Elias got shot in the chest, could have, and it could have been a, a fatal wound. But and he kind of goes, <sighs> and it could have been his last breath. But he, there was enough doubt there, and so I don't know. And Zachary's in the in the chat room going. Is he really dead? I thought he was just mostly dead. And I'm the same way, Zachary. So, But CBS website says that he was assassinated. <laughs> I hope we aren't spoiling it for you here, uh, Zach, if you haven't seen the finale. <laughs> but all this that. time, what they were doing was uh, the Samaritan crew was implementing what they called the correction, which was a, a, a worldwide attempt to create a better world, better world 
by killing off people who could be threats. Now, unlike the machine, I mean, this is Samaritan kind of being the machine just bent a little, you know, not 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 quite the straight and narrow that the machine is. Samaritan is creating a better world just by deciding I'm going to kill all these people who are threats or could be threats and taking them out, whereas the machine is trying to avoid uh, avoid deaths. So, again, we've got kind of two sides of the coin there. And uh, and so this correction, uh, there was a, the, uh, you know, I think that was mostly developed in, late in the season. But uh, but it just, again, it kind of pointed out the difference between these two machines. And Harold, who still kind of, I think, still is, uh, lumps the two together in a sense. And maybe he had his mind changed at the end when the machine was kind of, you know, talking to him mm-hmm. uh, right at the end there. But he still is not entirely convinced that an, uh, a machine AI can be totally benevolent uh, because it's not it doesn't have the humanity that uh, that humans have. So, uh, like he said, if you wanted to get rid of world hunger, well, let's just kill a third of the population of the Earth and no more hunger. You know, well, yes, but. That's not really, you know, how things should go. So, so we see what uh, what if his mind was changed at the end. Yeah, one of the things that was really fun for me rewatching this, you know, we these two supercomputers or super AIs have been referred to as gods. I don't even know how many times. I mean, I can't count that high. And then, like the final episode was called YHWH Yahweh, which is the Hebrew word for God one of them and 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 so it just got me thinking you know theologically people ask the question all the time why does god allow evil to exist why does he allow bad stuff to happen why does he allow hunger why does he allow you know whatever i mean there's all these things and you look at it and go and some of those are hard to explain right they're They're tough questions they're tough questions and you go, why don't why doesn't he just wipe evil out? Well, that's kind of what we have going on here in, in a sense. We have um, Samaritan who says, All right, fine, we'll wipe evil out. I'll I'll be judge, jury, and executioner. And people are finding that to be a, a very distasteful thing, a very hard pill to swallow, a thing that they don't want to be a part of. Or um, you know, we look at that 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 type of action and go, We gotta get rid of that. You know, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. What do we prefer? Well, we prefer the benevolency of the machine. And so this is not an exact theological example or, or comparison to God and, and, and or the, the Christian God or anything like that, because obviously the machine on 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 the show is, is flawed, and, and Christians would say that God is not. And so it's not a perfect comparison, but it is an interesting dialogue or an interesting train of thought or, or, or th- thought process, I should say. And so we'll see how that, is. I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out now that the correction has occurred. Cause that was the, one of the final things we saw in the, in the season, right? Was, was these screenshots of the helicopter crashed and that woman that control had been talking to earlier, she was dead. And we saw someone was in their car and they were assassinated. And then the assassin, you know, stepped off and then Elias and, and Dominic were assassinated and all these things all over the world were happening where this purge was happening. The correction was happening. And so now what, what does the world look like the day after the correction? You know, and so that's <laughs> really going to be an interesting thing. I hope we get some of that 
I hope that I hope that doesn't get trimmed out because of the thirteen episode season. Oh yeah, and well, and they've they've begged us to make that uh, parallel about uh, you know God. We can talk about the two gods battling each other, right? Uh, and you better be uh, on the right side, or you're gonna get caught, caught in the crossfire. So yeah, they've asked for that uh, parallel to be drawn, and so. I think it's it's a, it's a legitimate question, a legitimate uh, uh, topic of discussion when they deal with that now in this uh, next season. Yeah, yeah, and you know we've got some chat going on here in the chat room between uh, uh, Karen and, and Zachary about control and is she still alive? And you know there was even more speculation there than I think there was Elias in that. You know, Greer had put the bag over her head, or his goons had, and carried her off to be assassinated. But we didn't mm-hmm. see her. We assassinated. did not see a body. Nobody. Ain't nobody yet. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping she's still alive because I love me some Cameron Mannheim, and I love Control as a character. I think I think the show's better if we at least get a little bit more of her. Well, speaking of uh, fate being uncertain, uh, Shaw's fate is apparently a little uncertain. We know that she's still alive. We've kind of seen her in, um, you know, quick uh, shots of, you know, going by in a car, you know, and things like that. But Root, of the characters, Root is the only one who thinks that Shaw is actually still alive. We know she is, but what's going to happen to her while she's in the custody of Samaritan's goons? That's the question. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Doug, this is another quote that you got from CBS, and I would like to take uh, a, a bit of um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I issue with that? Issue with that, yeah, because Shaw called Root and to lure her to that mental hospital. Everyone knew it was a trap, but they had to go, right? And she was with Harold when, when that happened. And so uh. at least at that point, Shaw's voice was heard, and and Harold knows that Root didn't make that up. She wasn't just answering the phone and pretending that it was Shaw. Now, as far as anything else goes, Root is the only one that saw Shaw from the distance as Shaw was being whisked into that SUV. She didn't get a clear look at her, but I don't know. I think the rest of the team has a pretty good, based on that information that Root was was given with both hearing her voice and seeing her whisked away. I would hope the rest of the team would, would say, yeah, there's a pretty good chance she's still alive. But that's, that's my only thing. That's my only issue is that they're, they're acting like Root's the only one that feels that way when I would certainly hope the rest of the team would feel the same way Root does, at least that she's alive that's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she mm-hmm. has feelings for Shaw that, that the rest of them don't have. But it, you know, what, So that's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is that they should also feel like she's alive. Yeah, yeah. They 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 are continuing to look for her. Yep. Uh, find out whatever they can about her. But uh, yeah, so at, at the very least, they should keep hope alive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I was, as I rewatched this season, I was like, man, what what would the season have been like if if Sarah had not gotten pregnant? You know, because they once they found out she mm-hmm. was pregnant, they kind of revised some things and and brought in that storyline where she was, you know killed or and then missing and then you know found again which was all great i think they did as good of a job as can be done with with having oh, yeah. to integrate this unforeseen situation but i do wonder what the season would have been like if we had got guns blazing shaw and root all season long <laughs> instead of just guns blazing root all season long <laughs> well and it gives root a really i mean she's kind of been the the smiley happy you know kind of 
you know, a, a gun wielding, you know, it, it's a little creepy there. But this really did give her an opportunity to, we get to see the other side of her when uh, somebody she cares about is under the gun, literally or figuratively, <laughs> yeah. that uh, that she really has a, has a mean side. She has a mean streak in her. Wow. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we might not have gotten that Martine death scene had Shaw never been kidnapped. So oh. that was fantastic. I, I got to rewatch that today, and I was like, <laughs> here it comes. I can't wait. Snap. Yes. <laughs> See you, Martine. <laughs> Thank you for playing. We have some nice parting. That's right. No, we don't. Do yeah. not pass go. Do not collect $200. Well, we learned uh, another thing we learned in season four is the fundamental difference between the correction and the machine. We covered this a little bit before. Uh, again, this is from the CBS site. The main philosophical difference between Samaritan's correction and the machine boils down to morals. And we have seen in the uh, in the previous uh, couple of seasons, actually, where it was Harold's moral morals, morality, his 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 idea of it that he has uh, given to the machine. And that is something that Samaritan was not given. Uh, when it was first programmed by, actually, from uh, by uh, Harold's friend, and I can't remember his name now. But Nathan anyway. Ingram? No, no, Samaritan was actually, he. the guy was a little oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, him? yeah. What was actually, his name? Actually, I just saw, um, yeah, I just saw him, uh, I saw the repeat of that recently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, he Arthur actually Claypool. created Yes, some, thank you, that's it. There he is, yep. thank you, Zach. Zach got that. Um, so, uh, so he, but he did not put any, you know, morality into it necessarily. Right. So the correction aims to eliminate anyone perceived as a threat to society and Samaritan itself, and the machine allows for free will, only intervening when someone's in danger. And so it's Finch's moral compass versus, you know, a broken compass. So uh, that's (laughs) going to be interesting to see how... And and again, this is where uh, Finch was not entirely sure that a, a, a machine AI could be trusted to deal with moral issues and perhaps uh, this is going to change his mind and give him a new idea, a new outlook on what is possible versus what he thought originally. Yeah. It's his own, its own creation. So um, it should, it should be, uh, but he's still, I think it's a healthy uh, concern, a healthy respect, but a healthy suspicion, skepticism of what this machine could do even given all the the, the right uh, motivations, so I think it's I think that's good, and it's been a great you know bit, bit of a conflict within Finch himself, and and we may I I would think get a resolution to that. One uh, somebody in the chat room and I don't see where that was said earlier. They'd like to see the end of the series with Finch uploading his consciousness into the machine, <laughs> and then you know then we really be you know have all these morals and ethics. Thank you. That's interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, we got to see in the flashbacks this whole season, as he was programming the machine, we saw it first do things like uh, try it, it stole Nathan's password so it could become the admin. It, it, there were several AIs and they were killing each other to, you know, survival of the fittest type of thing going on. Uh, there was the time where it set off the, f- tried to set off the fire suppression unit so it would suck all the oxygen out and kill Harold. Remember that one? Oh, and, wow. No, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, and so Harold has justifiable cause to be so concerned about what an uncontrolled and amoral uh, AI would do. 
Now, as you as you pointed out, where will he come? He's already come a long way. And that speech that the machine gave him there in the in the brilliant that brilliant scene that we got in the season finale, where he's like, "I'm sorry," and he calls him father. And I mean, mm. that shows some some character and some emotion and some things that that we never. I don't know that we ever really ever expected to see out of the machine. He certainly, I don't think, did. So I can't wait to see number one what does the machine look like when they get it back up? Cause come on, they got to get it back up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And that, 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 that would be kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, exactly. Didn't. Right. That seems like a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of when, not if, um, will it still respond that way? I presume that it will, but they've only got a sliver of the code. So who knows? And then number two, how will Harold respond to it? Knowing, you know, how it has evolved, if you will. So I, I thought that storyline last season was, was really fascinating. I uh, just want to say that it was Bonita who gave us, uh, who gave the suggestion that she would like to see Harold in the machine later on. Zachary asked, is that even possible these days? No, but it has been a sci-fi trope for a little while. Uh, I've seen it in, um, uh, uh, there's a, a Stargate Atlantis. No, not Stargate Atlantis, Stargate. It was the later one. Um, oh, for, oh, Stargate Universe. That uh, somebody's a consciousness was uploaded into a computer. If you watch Scorpion, there's been talk of that. Uh, Walter O'Brien, uh, the main character there, was trying to uh, do that for his sister before she died. So in a sci-fi world, yes, that's, that is a, a possible, but, uh, but not yet. Not with our current uh, technology. Sorry. Well, that doesn't mean they couldn't act like it's current or, or create some sort of... I mean, it's science fiction now. They could they could pull it into reality. Yeah, I think so. It is and TV. finally, <laughs> it's just TV. Um, and finally, uh, the last point that CBS had about uh, Season 4 is the future of AI is really up for grabs. Uh, the biggest question we have going into season five, season 5 concerns the future of artificial intelligence and who controls it. Now... The only way for Team Machine to protect the world from Samaritan and its correction is to basically destroy uh, Samaritan. There is no way that it's going to stop voluntarily. There is, you know, unless they can... We saw how heavily guarded its its data centers were when at the end of Season 3... They changed out some of the uh, the hard drives or some of the you know the the CPUs or whatever that so that whenever it saw members of Team Machine it would not recognize them right. and that and it just doing that was difficult enough so unless we blow this thing up real good uh, it doesn't sound like um, that's gonna you know the correction is gonna stop and uh, so it's it's a it's a defeat there's no partial measures here you've got to defeat it completely or um, it wins. Yeah, and, and because of that, it seems to me that the only real way to take it down is with some sort of virus or, you know, root f- attack. Of, of it. You can't just unplug it or take a hard... Because it can replicate it. It can distribute itself, right? Just like our machine did. So it seems to me that it's going to have to be a, a virus take to... I mean, come on. I'm not a computer guy. You're more of a computer guy than I am. But what do you think? How How can they take down... Um, Samaritan. All I can think of is that it's going to have to be, I would think it's going to have to be a physical attack. Um, now, like you said, there are uh, portions of it all over the place. If the machine can re uh, distribute itself, s- certainly Samaritan should be able to. 
I think a virus is the easy answer. Uh, and we've seen a little bit of that in, uh, in person of interest, but uh, the, the virus that was trying to take down the machine originally, too. And that didn't work. So I think they've gone down that path and said, doesn't work. You know, the, these, these artificial intelligences are intelligent enough mm-hmm. to, to deal with that. So I, I think this is going to either have to be a physical destruction or, you know, multiple places all at once kind of thing, or they're going to come up with something, you know, way out. And I would love that. I would love to see something a little more. I did just a, one big explosion. Well, that saves us. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of, uh, it doesn't, it's not really satisfying. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and Zach is with you. He's saying that a virus won't do it. It's got to be a physical attack. So I'm on the opposite side of that. But I, again, I'm not proposing that I know enough about the interworkings of, of hardware systems or our network systems to be able to, um, you know, to establish myself as a, as a hard opinion here. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, will the finale be satisfying to you if Samaritan is still alive or even if it's one of those where we think it's dead and then the last shot is like a little blip where it could still be have a heartbeat or something like that Do, will that be satisfying to you or will that be frustrating to you i think it would be I, I, if that turns out to be the case we think it's dead and all of a sudden you see a little ember glowing somewhere kind of thing uh-huh. i could go for that I, I i could i could live with that uh something you know that it's not it would take a while to get its power back you know it's it's uh like you know as it was before it's gonna be like sauron and lord of the rings where he wasn't quite dead he was still his essence was still in uh you know murkwood but you know and then he grew and grew you know but uh i i would i would go for that i could live with that that would be and and uh one of the suggestions in the chat room was perhaps, you know, it grows a moral compass, you know. Samaritan well, yeah, that's that. what I was going to ask you next. I mean, what if, yeah, we'll if see. that happens? That's an easy, that would be an easy answer if by yeah. itself. But what I would like to see, maybe if the, if we're talking about viruses, mm-hmm. if the machine's morality was, was snuck into it uh, that way, that would be, you know, the machine doing it or Finch doing it or that sort of thing. I think that would, I think that would work. Yeah, I don't think I would like that. You don't I, like that? I, no, I, I don't like. I I want there to to there needs to be two and they separate all live machines. Happily ever after. Yeah, I don't mean, want that. I I don't want it to be turned into the equivalent of the machine. I want there to be these two two separate entities that are clear. There's a clear demarcation between the two, and let them what let that resolve how it may. But I want there to still be a distinction between what the two entities were. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see how that would be a little unsatisfying. Yeah, that, that's the only way I can see that. Yeah, the, the thing is that what that leaves us with at the end of the episode is that we've got two huge, you know, artificial intelligences. Mm-hmm. You know, in charge of the world. That that's a that's a big that's a big set of uh, uh, strings that are not getting all nicely tied up. Uh, that, so so yeah, for them both to still exist and still be happy to each other and all that stuff that that might be i can see how that might not be very satisfying to to a lot of people um so i i I don't think they're going to go that direction yeah do you want the the show to end with them i mean can that can this show have a happy ending let's talk about I, I guess it's as good a time as any, but if you've got it somewhere else, tell me. 
Who survives? I mean, is it possible for this show to have a happy ending? Or what's the happiest level of ending you think is, is number one, possible, and number two, true to what this show has, has constructed itself to be? I, I, I'm not sure exactly. I don't <laughs> think that, and they all lived happily ever after, is... Is, is what this show is all about. It's about the hard decisions. It's about the difficult uh, difficulties of security versus freedom mm-hmm. and the surveillance state and all that. So I, I really don't see these guys, uh, given what we've seen so far, I don't see them wrapping things up in nice, nice little red bow and thank you. And, uh, and, they, and, and they all lived happily ever after. I really don't see that. You, I, I don't know what... I really don't know what to expect. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm thinking, well, the, the Samaritan's got to be blowed up real good, but then what? You know, there's that just seems like a two-pat an ending, too. You got any ideas? I have none. Well, I, I don't know, but I feel like you're you're exactly right. This show is, is not a safe show. This show is, is all about battles being waged all over the world every day and doing your darndest to... Pick out the ones that matter most, you know, on on the government side of things and on the individual side of things and take action. It's never been a safe show. It's never been a safe operation that they're part of, both with the government or with the machine. So, Well, another... Oh, it was, go ahead. Well, I was going to say real simple. So I don't think a, a safe, happy ending is befitting of a show like this. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I think that they've not really dealt with much but i have a feeling that i would like to see it dealt with is the what the machine was doing was figuring out who was going to be a terrorist who was going to you know these you know the relevant numbers and taking them out or or whatever but if you it, it, it's kind of like a uh, if you've watched the movie minority report mm-hmm. it's kind of like that pre-crime we're arresting people and sticking yeah. them in uh, these weird uh, sci-fi uh, co- uh, contraptions because they were going to do something. Right. And that's essentially what the machine was doing for the relevant numbers was it was getting people, uh, you know, Shaw was going and shooting people up. I mean, Northern Lights was not the uh, most, uh, they didn't tiptoe around anything. They just, they came in like a, like a wrecking ball and, uh, and just take, take these people out. And so before they'd done anything, you know, so... Yeah, but remember, we got the one agent, and I can't think of his name, the one that didn't kill Shaw when he had the chance when they were at that mm-hmm. security's place. He, you know, he and his partner were talking about how the new machine, Samaritan, has taken all the human decision and interaction out of what they do. They just follow orders and pull a trigger now, which, which means mm-hmm. that when they were under Northern Lights, there was at least some human interaction to what they were doing, even though they were still doing a minority report type of thing where they were preemptively taking people out. They weren't just click your heels and salute type of taking people out. There was at least some sort of human uh, decision-making involved in that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was at least something there. Yeah. But I think that they, and they've, they've dealt with it a little bit because they weren't, Christ, they yeah. kind of portrayed the Northern Lights people as, not exactly, you know, caring so much. You know, here's the number. Let's take him out because it's national security, and that right. solves everything. You know, that's sure. you don't have to deal with anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so who who lives and who dies? 
Let's, oh, let's, let's 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 see who's up for grabs here. Uh, Greer and here's who I have in my list. And they're just going off the top of my head. Greer and Control. I think that's it from that side. Of course, we have Finch and Reese and Root and Shaw. We also have Bear and we have Fusco. Am I missing anybody else? I think those are the main. Yeah, the main crowd. Mm-hmm. I I think one of Reese or Finch will die just because that's I think that would pack a, a big punch as far as um as far as the drama, as far as that this fight has not been devoid of death on, of the good guys in the past. And so I think that to kind of drive that home that not everybody on the on the good side is always going to make it through. I have a feeling one of those two, I'm not going to predict which but I, I think one of those two, uh, I guess I'm leaning more towards um, uh, Reese. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. As far as, um, yeah, Control and Greer, I don't, I think Greer, will, uh, Greer has to go. I'm pretty sure he will go. I think Control may be, she's had a bit of a redemption story here where she was, you know, all gung ho about uh, following orders, you know, and killing people without, uh, you know, due process. She saw the light. She's turned around. I think that her redemption at the end would be maybe she becomes, you know, full fledged team machine person. I don't know, but I, I don't see her going. Definitely not Bear. Bear's got to stay. Uh, Root Shaw. I'm 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 ambivalent. I have a feeling both of them will stick around. What do you think? Well, so you you can't be right. You've only got one person. You got two people. You got Greer and either Finch one or Finch Reese. That's all you Reese, have yes. dying. That's that's a happy ending. Oh, maybe maybe well, you know maybe Fusco. Fusco, no way Fusco I think, dies. No way Fusco no, dies. No. So here's the thing. He <laughs> now unlike Control, his redemption has fully developed. You know, he has come that this whole um, it's almost like the B story of the whole uh, series. Fusco's turnabout from crooked cop to kind of in the middle. And now he's, you know, I I think he will get uh, he'll finally get his uh, answers. He'll find out about the machine. But I think after that, he's fully redeemed. And all of a sudden he's going to be he's going to give his life for this thing he just learned about. That's my thing. And look, that could totally happen. And I. I'm not saying I would have a problem with any of that, okay? Um, but I'll kind of I'll kind of walk through the way I see things, starting there with Fusco, where you left off. How many times have we thought he was going to die? You know, he seems yes. like that guy. I mean he he seemed like if you're going to dispose of a character of one of our main guys, that's kind of the guy to do it. You know, even like Carter came as a shock because most of us thought that it was going to be Fusco. And then we see how much of an awesome guy he is. He's a great fighter. He's a great thinker. He's good on his feet. He's a good cop. You know, even in the finale, he's sitting there being, you know, not waterboarded, but drowned, basically. And he, and he, he just doesn't give up. There's, he's got so much fight in him. I just think that he's going to survive. I think he's going to survive. And he's a fan favorite, you know? Mm-hmm, that's um, true. He's not the good-looking John Reese. He's the overweight cop. And he's awesome. <laughs> you know, he's the guy that we can all identify with. So he survives. Bear survives. Come on. They're not going to kill Bear. No. Uh, it's not like Vincent. Kill the dog. Vincent was never going to die on Lost. He was going to lay down and watch <laughs> Jack die. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> oh, nuts. 
Uh, so the so then you have Shaw and Root. Let's take the I, someone said we can look at these in pairs with Shaw and Root being a pair and Reese and Finch being a pair. And I like that because when you think about it, Shaw and Root are Feast and Feast and Wrench <laughs> or, or Reese and Finch. Take your pick. Um, Root is the brilliant hacker. Shaw is the 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 heavy with the gun who's a brilliant uh, uh, fighter. Emotionless, yeah, as yeah, opposed to Root, yeah. yeah. So do do those have to come in pairs, or can you mix and match? Could you have a Finch and uh, Shaw, or could you have a Root mm. and Reese? I don't know. I kind of like them staying in pairs, and I think one pair dies. Oh, entirely, huh? Entirely. So if I had to, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go down that logical path and pick a pair to die, I think Reese and Finch both die. Hmm. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. But I think I think that if I if I were to if I were to just take it logically like that, you know, and and keep them together and then choose one of the pairs, then then that would be the case. If I had to just Does say. That- go ahead. Does that burn any bridges behind you? If you want to do a, a you know a pickup on some other network. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. because uh, either either could uh, could carry a show. Oh, sure. Either pair. Sure. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um, although, if if only one of the three died or four, excuse me, I would say Reese will be the one to die. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that because he and the redhead. Um, what's her name? Um, Iris. Thank you. Uh, you know, his last words to her were, if I make it out of this alive, I will tell you everything. And you got, he's kind of get that feeling like he'd oh, like yeah. to just take, take this life he's lived and put it behind him and go off with her into the sunset. And I hope that for him, but you know, at the same time, you'd like to see Harold reunite with, um, his real life wife, uh, whose name yes. I, yeah, I can't think of at the moment. Grace. Uh, yeah, Grace. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think either of those guys are, are going to get their happy ending. So, hmm. yeah. So I say Sean and Root will live. Bear will live. Fusco will live. Greer will die. Um, Finch will die. Control. Um, hmm? Control, Control, yeah. And then um, uh, John will die. Control will live. She, the, the government needs someone who knows everything and is that right person to lead mm. the project properly into the future. And they've not presented a character to us as of yet that can take on that role. Now, I don't think you could say, well, they don't have to have that. No, they don't. But I think if they want to position the show for some sort of closure on some front, that's a front where we could possibly get some closure and she would be the one to bring us the most closure. And so I say because of that, she lives. All righty. We'll see. Well, very soon. Yeah. In a couple yeah. of months. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, covering this in the future here, in a couple of months, uh, we want to discuss, uh, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit here, uh, the podcast format. We are not, and we had some people, we had a question in the Facebook group. Keep an eye on the Facebook group. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on there. Uh, surveillance in the news kind of between, well, we had a whole year, you know, to do that. Just, I just recently posted a link to, it was very interesting. It had nothing to do with person of interest specifically, but it was about, um, it was a short film about a payphone in New York City, you know, with its Brooklyn accent there, talking about how they used to own, you know, this place. You know, it had four or 5,000 ears each night, you know, and now, you know, you got your own little thing, you'd look at it, you, yeah, that's not, 
communicating. Anyway, it was a great little, uh, a great little short uh, independent film about you know the lack of and the, the dying off of uh, phone, you know, payphones on the on the street there. So it kind of you know has a person of interest angle there. But so keep an eye on the Facebook group. All kinds of things going on there, but we we took a little poll and kind of heard what people are saying. And I understand, you know, some folks are really gung ho. Hey, one podcast per episode. This, you know, three episodes a week. Then you do three podcasts. Okay, um, we have lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So we're going to do this one time a week, covering you know. Everything that has been shown that week, we're going to do it Wednesday night uh, here on Blab, and uh, we're going to cover all the episodes that week. Now, we are not, I don't think, going to get as in-depth as we used to. I don't think we could do, you know, an hour show per episode, so, you know, not going to do three hours. Right. Um, but, uh, so Wednesday night, time to be determined, you know, seven, eight, nine, or seven, yeah, seven or eight, something like that, uh, Eastern. But if you can get your feedback in... By Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, that would be Wunderbar. Uh, you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, and there's all sorts of ways. There's a phone number. You can record a an audio file on your computer. You can use this SpeakPipe widget even to click on that, and it'll just record your voice right off of your computer's microphone right there into a feedback. Or you can even type something in, and that would be fine. Uh, but yeah, we'll be using Blab, so you have a, a chat room that you can uh, be talking to uh, other POI fans over here on Blab. We've uh, we've decided to junk the Hangouts thing for now, the Google Hangouts, and move over to this nifty new platform. Yeah, it's fun. It's easy. So people people seem to dig it. So so yeah, and the Facebook group that Doug mentioned, the address for that's facebook.com/groups/slash person of interest gsm like golden spiral media so join us over there jim some some yeah so wednesdays at uh what'd you say wednesdays at seven o'clock uh eight o'clock yeah i think i think we're gonna we're gonna do seven o'clock seven Seven or eight something like that yeah i think seven o'clock eastern yeah yep and so get your feedback in uh you know before that and we will i can imagine that we're going to have a lot of feedback because there's going to be so much to talk about. Man alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll still cover the shows pretty in-depth. I mean, I honestly, like Doug said, I don't know that it's going to be possible for us to go as in-depth as we would if we were just getting one episode because it's a lot of information for us to process and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, each episode, if we were doing them each episode, every episode would have a news segment. Every news would have a... um surveillance in the news and you know every episode would have multiple or each its own feedback segment so the the podcast episode uh, will will only have one of those right and so there you're not going to get as much uh news and surveillance stuff but you're going to get more of our discussion uh or, or so if that, I don't know if I'm describing that very well we are still going to cover each episode maybe not as in depth as we would have otherwise but I still feel like we're going to be able to give them their just dues and still keep our schedules and our families happy. Which is yes, that's a no way we are. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll try to. Yeah, I said if you got feedback, we will. We want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Speaking of feedback, yes, we got uh, a little bit here and there over the past year, for crying out loud. Uh, a lot of it, again, was in the Facebook group, a great place to look. Uh, but I, I wanted to uh, mention something from our perennial favorite, Doc H, or as we like to call him. Dutch? Dutch. Dutch? Mm-hmm. You talking about Dutch? Yes, yes I Whatever am. What happened to that guy? I don't. He's out there somewhere. I think maybe he's his... Consciousness has been uploaded into his uh, Mac or something. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but when he saw recently, there was the uh, a trailer for season five uh, for Person of Interest, and after seeing that, he wrote to us and said, "I feel like they just announced another Star Wars episode, The Machine Awakens, or maybe Star Trek: The Search for Shaw." Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be. Uh, it's it's kind of a. If you have seen that, and, and we have a link to it on the Facebook group, that is, there is a lot of really good, um, just, and these are just, you know, quick takes of uh, a shot here, a shot there, and, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a, a whiz-bang of a season. It's just going to be amazing. But yeah, the machine is going to be, uh, you know, maybe a final stand or something like that. So that'll be cool. So that's what, that was what he was, uh, he got a little Star Wars vibe out of that. I can see that. A little mm-hmm. Star Wars and a little Star Trek, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 the, the link or the uh, allusion to the search for Spock is, you know, at the end of uh, uh, at the end of Star Trek Two, uh, the Wrath of Khan. The uh, we wonder if Spock is dead. So he dies, right. and then people have thought that Shaw was dead. And then the next episode, or the next uh, season, or the next uh, movie. They're looking for him. Maybe he's not dead. He's only mostly dead. <laughs> so he'll be back, yes. Wow, it's got a little Princess Bride accent there. That was good. A little Miracle Max. Thank you. You know, I, I worked on that a lot. I've, I have got a, I've got a niece who can quote the movie from start to finish. She's watched it that much. We, uh, we do I like her already. a good Princess Bride, yes. <laughs> Does she like a, a nice uh, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich with a mutton that's nice and mutton lean? Mutton is really lean, yes, absolutely. I do, too. I yeah. Who doesn't? Well, let's talk about these episodes. People are asking, too, in the chat room, like, when are, we, when are they airing? So now, some of this may be a bit spoilery because we are going to mention episode titles. And maybe, and they may have something to do some with speculation it, yeah. on what those titles might mean. That's all we have is episode titles, the date they will air, and then some information about what that title might mean. We have no no further information than that that we're sharing. So if that sounds spoilery to you, then this is the last thing on our agenda to talk about here. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, the first episode airs on May third. So. Um, we'll we'll have our podcast that Wednesday, so that that's a Monday night, right, Doug? May third, I believe so. Let's double now check you're gonna it. make me look up a. Uh, it's a Tuesday night, just like I said, Tuesday night. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll be podcasting on Wednesday night, as we will every week uh, during the final season here. So, uh, anyway, so thank you for tuning in. Now, if you don't mind these types of information, if you don't consider them spoilery. Stick around. We're going to go through what the season will look like in terms of episode titles and speculation on what those might give us. Some very interesting stuff here. Now, I've got these a little behind-the-scenes thing here. Uh, Daryl, I have these grouped by 
how you know each week you know a podcast will be about you know season, episode one a separate podcast for two and three a separate one for four and five so anyway we're gonna get through this we're gonna okay. love this okay first episode may 3rd is called b-s-o-d ooh, ooh, let me figure this one out let me figure this out bring sugar over over there over there <laughs> <laughs> no, of course that's not what it means. Bring some old, I don't know, diapers. Drano. Anyway, what? yes, no, no. For those of us who have lived our lives in the Windows uh, arena, not so much for those in the Mac, not at all for those in the Mac, perhaps the blue screen of death. That is when you have a critical Windows error. It has to throw its arms up and say. We just have to reboot. There is no I'm out. going forward. I'm out. I can't do this. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this big blue screen with white lettering, and, and it has some cryptic information on it, and it says, we're dumping memory. Thank you for very much. Turn it off and turn it back on. Yep. So who is, who's BSOD-ing? Is it uh, the machine having a tough time getting back uh to a, a live status? Is there is Samaritan having trouble? Probably not. I think in the state that the machine is in, it's probably what we're talking about. That's my, that's that, that about. seems to be the logical conclusion, although we're not always the best at predicting those things. But yeah, that's, that's where my first thought went to. Mm-hmm. So BSOD airing on May 3rd. Then we have... The next week, we have two episodes in the next, ep- in the next podcast episode about these two. On May 9th, it's SNAFU. That's an acronym for Situation Normal, all f- uh, fouled up. It's a <laughs> World War II. Yeah, thank you. It's a World War II term that it was invented at that time. So um, that's where uh, that's where that comes from. So that could be anything. That could be that could be all sorts of things. Because that seems to be the the method or the mode that we find Team Machine in most of the time anyway, having to deal with uh, a SNAFU. Mm-hmm. And that's the ninth. On the tenth, it's uh, the episode name is "Truth Be Told." Again, doesn't really say too much about what that's going to be, but but those are the two episodes we're going to uh, talk about together. Yeah, so that airs on the ninth and tenth. So that week we'll be covering both episodes. Then uh, episode four is called six thousand seven hundred and forty-one. I guess we're not going to find the significance of that number until we get to that episode, but. Jonathan Nolan was quoted as saying, it's one of my other top favorite episodes on the show, which is called, yeah, 6741. It's a doozy. It's going to blow everyone away, and it's just filled with uh, uh, foul-up mayhem. <laughs> so, the uh, yeah, that's going to be, um, I mean, it's, it's a very unassuming title to that, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that's the one he says. The fourth episode is going to be incredible. And that's uh, May 16th. May 17th is called Shot Seeker. No clue what that's going to be about. So those two will be uh, covered in the next, in the following podcast episode. Someone's going on like a liquor run. <laughs> hey, you know, get some shots Where's out my there. rim shot? Yeah. Come on. You're going to get that. You have to get that fixed for next week. <laughs> Um, then we have the week of death, not the blue screen of death, the week of death. We're going to have three episodes that week, three TV episodes to cover in one podcast episode. Oh man. 
Uh, we're going to have a more perfect union on uh, May 23rd. That, of course, from the United States Constitution, the preamble. Mm-hmm. Now, union is this going to be perhaps a? This is we were t- some people were talking about maybe the uh, Samaritan gets something of the ethics of the machine. Maybe there is some kind of a union going on there. Who knows? And that's the 23rd. Then on the 24th, they're showing two episodes back to back. QSO and reassortment. QSO, I, w- I looked this up. I, I was, it looked familiar, but I wasn't sure exactly. Have you done any ham radio? No, I'm more of a turkey radio kind of guy. Mm, okay. Just not spam radio. No, don't like spam. Yeah, already. Spam, no, spam, no. spam. <laughs> Spam. Wonderful spam, glorious spam. <laughs> QSO is a ham radio thing. It's a it's one of the Q codes used when one operator is making initial contact with another operator. It's referred to as a QSO. Uh, the receiving operator typically responds with a greeting and a signal strength report before they start, you know, talking back and forth. Q codes are like if you've ever had a CB radio. Uh, the 10 codes, you say 10-4, good buddy. That's kind of like a sign-off or thanks or whatever. There's other 10 codes, yeah. There's, mm-hmm. What's your 20? Well, that's a short for your, your 1020, which is your location. Or, I got to do a 10-100, which means I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, I've heard of no, that that's, one, yes. That's real, yes. So Q codes are kind of like those for uh, the, the 10 codes are by CB radio operators, and uh, they're just you know short ha- shortcuts for uh, uh, common phrases or common uh, uh, sayings. Uh, it was used wisely, uh, widely by uh, uh, sailors and law enforcement and whatever, but the use is mostly now just ham radio operators and the military. So there you are. So this is an initial contact with another operator. So the question is, what's this the initial contact of? Who is making this contact? Who do you Maybe think? that's when they get the machine back up and it's their first dive into trying to communicate with it. Oh. That's my speculation. I was thinking maybe maybe this is where the machine first gets in contact with Samaritan. Or maybe, and I would love to, just just occurred to me, I would love them to bring back Samarakid. Remember that creepy kid yeah. who was speaking for Samaritan? Yeah. That QSO Samaritan. would be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. I, I, I saw that, uh, just that scene uh, recently, and it was just so creepy. Wow. Oh, speaking, completely uh, uh, jumping out of here for a second, I did get to watch Alethea recently. I forget, I think WGN was showing it. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where the machine was, uh, or control was torturing Root, ultimately you know, did some little uh, not-so-nice uh, surgery on her so she couldn't hear out of one ear. Yeah. But the machine was communicating to Root via uh, Control's cell phone and doing high-frequency Morse code. Morse code, yeah. And when yeah. I... Oh, man, when I That's first watched it, That's what inspired me I, to put the Morse code in our, in our podcast intro. Ooh. Yeah. I, had, I, had, I did not hear it. I could not hear it when it was first uh, aired. I didn't even. I had no idea what was going on. My daughter, who was sitting in the room, said, "Yeah, what? I heard it fine." Yeah. And so it's like, well, Root was right. You're over forty. You can't hear anything above, I think, fifteen kilohertz or something like that. Hmm. So, uh, but this time I was listening for it. I said, I, I, it was a rerun. I'd seen it, but then I said, wait a minute, I want to get to that scene. So I did, and I could hear it. 
Now, it wasn't loud, it wasn't uh, overpowering, it was just a little bit in the background, and I'm wondering if the sound quality of the reruns, or however they distributed the reruns, isn't quite the same, so that it didn't get the full spectrum of sound, Mm -hmm. and it it wound up kind of compressing it or something like that, so that I could hear it. Thank you. You I don't don't feel so old anymore. Well, I'm over 40 now, so I'll have to go back and watch that and see if (laughs) if I can hear it. The next day, you can't hear it. That's right. That's right. You turn 40, and all of a sudden, <laughs> things fall apart. <laughs> all of a sudden, the world's in black and white, and you can't hear anything. All right. <laughs> all right. So that's that's the week of death. We've got three TV episodes for one podcast episode. Yeah, and that third episode, I think you said it, but just to make sure, it's called Reassortment. We have no speculation on that, I don't guess. Uh, I don't. Life I mean. is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know what reassortment you're going to get. Yeah. That's I have no idea. Yeah, three then, episodes in one week. That's going to be brutal, but we will oh, we will man. give you our best. We promise you that. Up all night. Yep. And then we have two episodes the following week. May thirtieth is Soto Voci, which is Italian for kind of under the breath in an undertone or in a private matter. Mm. So this may be, you know, a, a secret meeting or something like that. Um, so, anyway, that's what that means. And then, uh, April, I'm sorry, uh, May 31st, the day the world went away. I was wondering if maybe there was a connection to the day the world stood still. I don't know. But that's that's all I had there. Unless it's kind of like the machine and Samaritan aren't aware of themselves of the world or something. I don't know. Man, it sounds, it's know. a very intriguing epi- very episode. Very intriguing. Name. We could speculate. I mean, maybe Samaritan shuts down and, and everything goes berserk for until they get things, whatever that is, back. I don't know. It's a very intriguing title. The Day the hmm. World Went Away. I wonder if that's... Uh, yeah. I, uh, something about Samaritan dealing with uh, the world. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Then we get... After that, we then have one episode a week for the yeah, next three we weeks. Find, we, we, we finish the epi- the season, the series, I guess, uh, with at least a... Uh, I'm glad that we're, these final three three episodes are going to be like a normal... Like we, we feel like we can go out here and treat this, this uh, show like we should. Each episode's going to get its own podcast. That's great. Yeah, we need that. Especially, yeah, especially the last three I can imagine are going to be, you know, build, 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 build all the way to the end. You would expect that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, episode 11 on June 7th is called Synecdoche. I've always pronounced this incorrectly when I was looking this up. I clicked on the little uh, uh, audio thing on the Webster's and it, that's, I've, I've always called it Synecdoche or Doche or something. I don't know. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I was leaning towards that synodoche yeah, is how yeah. I would have, if I had to take Synecdoche. a step. Synecdoche. Who yes. comes up with this crap? I don't know. Well, you know, English majors, uh, I'm sure, because this is, a synecdoche is a literary device which a part of something represents the whole, or even where the whole is rep- used to represent the part. It, it may also use larger groups to refer to smaller groups, or other, or you know, vice versa. Um, for things like uh, the phrase "graybeard" refers to an old man. It just it's referring to his beard, but but it's speaking of his beard, but referring to the whole thing. Um, the word "sails" referring to a whole ship, 
we're going to send 300 sails out there to get that, uh, the bad guy. You know, they referred to the sails. Mm-hmm. Uh, boots. We've heard boots on the ground. Yep. Well, the boots is just part of the soldier. Yeah. So that's what the thing is there. Now, there was one example they gave that I thought was very interesting. When you refer to, you know, the guys who are higher up in your uh, in your uh, organization, in the organizational chart, oh, those are just the suits, the mm-hmm. businessmen, okay, the executive suits. Well, wait a minute. We've got a man in a suit. And <laughs> okay. I wonder if this is going to have something to do with him. Maybe this is where he bites the bullet. I don't know. Quite literally. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. I mean, I did predict he was going to die, so maybe maybe he'll do it here. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. I have, would, would not have thought of that mm-hmm. if uh, I hadn't actually read the, the, the place I was getting this information, had, had used that as a, an example. That's or, or he dies here, but on the third episode later, he's alive again. Because, you know, mm. Reese played Jesus in that. That's right. <laughs> movie. I, I'm really shocked you didn't get that joke. I can't believe I had to explain that to you. There, I, well, I I knew what you it were getting, but I forgot about the movie. I was waiting for just oh, it's another Easter show. No, uh, of course, yeah, Jim Caviezel played, played Jesus. How did I forget this in a small movie called The Passion of the Christ? Yeah, might have yeah, heard. Yeah, you may have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. what's number twelve? Episode 12 on June 14th is, and these we're getting a couple of uh, computerese things here. Mm-hmm. It's called .exe. Now, we talked about the blue screen of death in the first episode, which is a Windows thing. This .exe is the extension, the last uh, part of the file name for Windows programs. It's not a, it's not a data file. It's not, uh, you know, a picture. It's not, you know, a document. It is a program that... Executes, so yeah, that exactly. so the file that executes some... the program. It, it it sets the program, it starts the program, it sets it off in motion. It's the executable mm-hmm. file. So that's uh, there's something. That's a good sign. I, I'm not sure exactly what that means, huh? I mean, I What's think that? that's a good sign to me. That 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 means that it, that the something is starting. Like like maybe maybe this is where the machine is alive again, and they've and they've ah. put something into action. I don't know. I, are they going to go the whole season before they get it up? Maybe <laughs> that would be interesting. Be, see if they if they make it last that long. That would be that would be difficult. The machine really is a kind of a a central character. I, I yeah. would think that maybe hobbled. I can I can see that, but to be completely absent, I don't think so. Yeah. And the thirteenth episode, and this is what gives me hope. The thirteenth episode for June twenty first is called Return Zero. Now, for programmers, we will recognize that. Generally speaking, when a program exits, uh, uh, the normal exit of the program will have the return statement, and then there's a number. It returns a value that can be checked you know, by something outside of the program and see if it returned a pro- an error or if it exited normally. If it exits normally, it returns zero. If it returns anything other than that, that is some sort of error code, an error message that says something went wrong. So return zero is a normal exit. That works in Windows, that works in you know, Unix, Linux, and I'm pretty sure that works in Mac as well. Mac is, is kind of Linux-based or Unix-based. So this sounds like as much of a happy ending as you can get, this is this says to me that that's it's gonna be there. Now 
doesn't mean that there aren't going to be deaths. It doesn't mean there's going to be not not going to be problems and and uh, heartbreak. But we at least have a a, a good, a normal, a a shutdown that is uh, uh, graceful, a graceful shutdown of um, whatever's happening. Yeah, if I mean, they, if they, does this refer to the series? Does this refer to the machine? Does it refer to Samaritan? Right. Does it refer to Harold? I don't know. Yeah. But that will be that will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm sure that's a great ending for a computer. You know, where a lot of these titles were computer based. You know, right. .exe, .bsod, and all that stuff. If then else. Um, so this is a this is going to be yes. So that, that's I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm very yep. hopeful. Yeah, that's a cool cool name. But you're right. The speculation is: is it just a reference to the show ending, or is it a reference to the machine ending, or is it a reference to Samaritan ending? I think those are the the three things that are on the table for possibilities. The, at least the strongest contenders. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the all the bad guys uh, are neutralized or dead, and so the ending there is a you know back to even if the machine is still around the. Uh, the bad guys aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Well, good. Good stuff. I think we've got a great season ahead. I mean, we can we mm. can be upset about there only being 13 episodes. We can be upset about them compressing those 13 episodes in an eight-week span. But those are what they are. Griping and being unhappy about them isn't going to change anything. So we're going we're gonna to take it. We're going to absorb it and we're going to make the best of of it and really try to appreciate this final season. And after going through these final 13 or these 13 episode titles and speculating, I mean, it sounds like it's just going to be another fantastic episode, hopefully the best ever of the show. And hopefully will give us an ending that all of us are satisfied with regardless of what they did with the season as a whole, as far as the network did, hopefully the writers and the producers and the actors and all the crew that go into making such this this wonderful show. And after we've seen Return Zero, we'll look at it and go, man, thank you guys so much. And I and I suspect that we will. Yeah, I believe so too. This is going to be they've done. They haven't really disappointed us uh, as of yet. No, uh, you know you can you can nitpick here and there about uh, uh, certain things. Uh, sure. The death of Carter. Some people really didn't like that uh, development. Uh, you know, things like that. But overall, they really have knocked it out of the park. And like I said before, Person of Interest has been like the best TV show most people haven't heard of. It's too bad that this really hasn't got its due. Uh, once it showed up on Netflix, uh, you know, the first uh, four seasons on Netflix, I think it got a little more respect, a little more popularity. You know, a, lot, a few more people uh, found out about it. But it's it's too bad it was you know too little too late and uh, it's 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 sad to see the uh, the show go but it's been a great ride a fantastic ride indeed it sure has well if you want to get caught up on the series but I mean look it's four seasons of twenty ish episodes each that's a lot of episodes we're we're less than a week away before this new season starts so that's a bit of a tall drink to swallow but. Doug, in his researching prowess, has found an article from our friends over at IGN that are the eight episodes that the show creators like their most, like their favorite episodes. So these would be good. If you just want to get a warm-up of some of the great episodes of POI, this would be a great thing to do. Go watch these eight episodes and um, and get yourself ready for 
this upcoming season. So shall we go through what these eight episodes are real quick? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. So the first one is from season one, episode number 21, and it is entitled Many Happy Returns. And uh, I don't remember the details. I don't know if we need to go into the details on these, I, um, but season one, episode 21, Many Happy Returns. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Nolan said something about that, you know, some of the what they put in here, they had thought about putting in the uh, season premiere, the, the series Ooh, premiere. Okay. And so uh, they actually, there's a lot of backstory in this one. Yeah. It looks like a lot of John backstory based on the photos I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, season one, episode 23. It's called Firewall. And I believe that's where we introduced Root for the first time. And so they, uh, th- so that's a, Understanding her backstory is essential to uh, understanding her character as she changes throughout the uh, the series. Yeah, talk about a great character arc, man, man. That's why I love that character so much. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just I used to used to love to hate her, and now I love to love her. You know, I mean, she's just she's one of my favorite characters on the show. My favorite character. Uh, the third one is called Bad Code. It's from season two, and it's from episode two. And I think here that when I, I we got introduced to Root actually mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, uh, Firewall, but in Bad Code, I think this is where we actually get to her, her actual backstory, mm-hmm. where she, she where she has come child from, in the library and all that stuff. I think you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oregon Trail. Yep. Maybe I'll you wear have, my Oregon Trail shirt at some point this yes. season. Yes. You have contracted dysentery. You've died of dysentery. It's, you it's, died of dysentery. It's, it's a little bit worse than contracted. You don't just contract it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, season two, episode 16. This was incredible. It was called Relevance. And this is the first time. In fact, I, I believe the introduction to this episode, you know, you, you are being watched. The government has a secret system. I don't think that was in this. It, it didn't introduce this episode. This is where we get to see. We've been talking about how the government considers these non-terrorist deaths irrelevant. What's it doing with the relevant stuff? We finally get to see that uh, two-thirds of the way through season two. Uh, we get introduced to the Shaw character. We get to see what actually is happening with the relevant numbers. The, the machine is actually still doing its job on that side, but, you know, it's it's kind of under uh, sotto voce, under its breath, talking <laughs> to Finch. Yeah. Great, great episode. This next one, though... It ranks, like, if I were to list my top ten, top five, maybe, this one would be on the list. This one is from Season 3, Episode 10. It's called The Devil's Share. Now, remember, you and I talked, Doug, about that great Johnny Cash ending, because they've got some great music montages they do at the end, and and the season finale we just got last season was one of those examples. This is still the best, I think. This is the third part of that uh, kind of a the person of interest trilogy. I think was yeah. the end of the HR uh, story. That's right. Yeah. And I'm, what was the name of that trilogy? We had a, it had a name. Um, oh yeah, I don't know what they called it. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is. It's the taking down of HR. And is this when Carter gets shot or not? Yes. Okay. I, believe I was so. thinking it was. I think it was. Yeah. Um, man, it's such a good episode though. Yep. That was a, that was a heartbreaker. But it was yeah. a, it was a, it was the finale of the, kind of a. Three a trilogy. They were really billing it big time. Yeah, uh, on the uh, the ads for it. Uh, season three's uh, f- season finale was called Deus Ex Machina. I've always pronounced that wrong, and I've, I I learned it right for this when we did this. Good job. Um, 
this was the uh, kind of the we've seen Decima a little bit here, a little bit there, but we see also in this season, in season three, the uh, group called Vigilance, and um, this was the ultimate, uh, the peak of everything was was going on for that season. Of course, Vigilance is putting. Finch and others on trial, not knowing that there was a machine going on behind them, but understanding that there was surveillance going on. We find out that Decima had created Vigilance, essentially, to be its patsy. And uh, and this is where we realize that the things are much bigger than we really thought. You know, there's a, there's a, a large uh, conspiracy, not conspiracy, but, you know, the bad guys are really well organized. And uh, Samaritan is not on the you know on the chessboard yet, but uh, you can see how this is going to uh, play out. The decima is not going away. Vigilance is, but not decima. Yeah, fun, a uh, great episode. I love that one. Uh, this is one we just talked about. Um, it's called If Then Else. This is season four. I don't get an episode number on here. What number is this? Uh, it's got to oh. be around eighteen, seventeen, some, somewhere around there. This is the one where they're trapped in the in the security holding and they're trying to get out alive and the computer's iterating through these various options. And so one plays out and they die and it goes to the next one. And we see the actors play it out and they die and they go to another option. And then finally, time's up and they got to go and we see what really happens. And um, it's just, a, and it's funny. There's some funny moments in there and stuff. It's just a great, great episode. Yeah, the... Uh you see, you see at the beginning, you see, you know, uh, the first time through, Harold gets shot, and you don't realize this is not live. This is not real. This is the machine doing it in its head. It's got only and only so much time to to come up with a an escape plan, and so it's going through all of these things. Oh, he's going to die. Well, then we go back. We get to see, you know, the the kind of the decision making it goes through. Uh, we get to see a little bit of Harold teaching it how to make those sorts of decisions. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and yes, uh, <laughs> as you said, a little comedic uh, thing there. We realize it's going through the one simulation. It realizes it just doesn't have enough time to figure out what each person would say. And so it's, they're saying things like uh, admonition to move ahead, you know, rather than the words he would say there. But uh, it was it was pretty funny uh, in that in that. Respect, and this is also where we lose track of Shaw. Yeah, which means it's way earlier in the season than I was thinking. It's it's, it's episode eleven, and yeah, uh, that is where we lose Shaw. Um, so that had to be fairly early in the season, so that we'd have the time to develop the reactions to that. So yeah, season season mm-hmm. four, episode eleven. And uh, their eighth choice was or is going is, to be yeah, yeah. 6741 season five uh, i think the episode number on here is wrong as uh, they said episode four i think it's actually episode oh no it is episode four okay okay um and he's you know, they so there's no spoilers in this but you know jonathan nolan just says it's going to be a doozy it's going to blow everyone away so be looking for that we, I, I can imagine our podcast episode for that week is going to be a little long maybe maybe but it'll be fun. It sounds like. I mean, if they put that one in one of the in the list of the top eight, that's that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. If it's with these others, yeah, that's amazing. Yep. Well, that's it. I think we've we've set the stage for what will be the final season of Person of Interest. Man, I'm excited. I mean, it's it's always bittersweet, right? When this happens, when, when we you know get the final it's season the ending, yeah. and it's 
you want it to come, you want to experience it, you want to know the story, but then you know that each piece of that story that's revealed gets you closer to no more story. And so it's always bittersweet. But at this point, as we are at the precipice of going into this season, I couldn't be more excited to mm-hmm. not only watch it, but also to be back here podcasting with you, buddy. It has really been too long. I, yeah. It's bugged me that it's it's been so long. And uh, no, it's great to be back on doing this. And uh, I want to, you know, hear what everybody else has to say about uh, their thoughts on this. So definitely give us your feedback. We are pumped up for that too. And uh, but it's great to be back with Daryl and D and D are back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. right. We are ruling the world for the next eight weeks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for tuning in uh, to the episode this week. We'll be back with the uh, season five premiere next week. And until then I'm Daryl and uh, you know what? I'm going to go get some sleep now because I don't think I'm going to be getting any during this uh, season of POI. Oh man alive. And I am Doug saying that if your number comes up, we really hope there's a man in a suit or uh, you know, a synecdoche watching over you. <laughs>